Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn. He's back on Monday, though, so fear not. Uh, Today, we talk a little bit about Haiti and what's going on there, an assassination of the president at his home, a crazy story. We go through the new details that are being reported about that. We talk about the movie industry, uh, where big-time power players are saying the movie industry is dead and it's not coming back. Is that true? We go into that a little bit today. Also tell you about the MILF mobile, <laughs> which is a, a thing in and of itself. You really need to experience. That's on today's program. And uh, we also discuss our uh, heroic journey uh, just a little over a year ago, May 29th, 2020, when Pat and I went to a movie theater. The death first one, defying. It, we, yeah, death we defying. We risked death mm-hmm. to go to a movie theater here in Texas, the first one that opened up after COVID in May of 2020, which is crazy when you think about it. Uh, the video is, by the way, up at uh, on my Twitter page, at uh, Stu Does America. We've tweeted it. It's on my YouTube page as well, youtube.com slash Stu Does America, where you can find my show every single day for free. Subscribe. Check it out. You can also get Pat Gray Unleashed on YouTube. Make sure to search for that as well. Get all the shows that you love and a brand new show added to Blaze TV this week. Fearless with Jason Whitlock uh, and Uncle Jimmy on this show. It's going to be great. I think you're really going to enjoy it. He's had quite so, some quite uh, interesting things to say about ESPN and the NBA. Where he used uh, to work, actually. Yeah, so. he used to work. He has real yeah, insight as to how that thing runs. Uh, so that's on blazetv.com. Part of your subscription, if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off the subscription. You get uh, Jason Whitlock, Pat Gray Unleashed, Stu Does America, Glenn TV, and so much more. Here's the podcast. Listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Michael Avenatti, where has he been for the last, gosh, what's it been? 15, 20 minutes since he was in the news? <laughs> Remember when he was everywhere all the time? Mm. Uh, those were the days. To, those were good times. Mm. Really good times. Kind of came out of nowhere. Mm hmm. Was uh, a, a, suddenly the most famous man in America for a three to six month period. Right. And then things took a nasty turn. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Well, he tried to hold up Nike for $20 million or something. <laughs> I mean, who, uh, who among us uh, has not tried to hold up a international corporation mm-hmm. for tens of millions of dollars? I think we've all done it. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Avenatti just got caught. And that's very sad. <laughs> what I, th- I think is really fascinating about Avenatti is he comes in, he's he just embraced immediately by the media. Well, yeah, because he hated Trump, Trump and he had things to say about Trump that weren't flattering. And so he was speaking truth to Trump. Yeah. And he was uh, essentially the, the equivalent of a Twitter feed, right? Like he came yeah. out, he was constantly like prepping that. little insults. You know, little mm-hmm. ways to phrase things that, like, the media loved because they they were doing the work that... I mean, to be honest, they were doing the work that the journalists wanted to do. Yeah. The journalists don't yeah. want to act like journalists. They want to be able to yell and scream Twitter insults at the president uh, at that time over and over and over and over again. And sometimes they just do. And sometimes they do. That. Yeah, but they, you know, but. They, they, they might get a little pushback here and uh-huh. there. Avenatti was just doing all the stuff they wanted to do accuse the president of all the things they thought he did without evidence. But man, did they love him. Here's just a little reminder of how much they loved him. 
He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the Look, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. Jeez. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. Because people all like you. I'm the only person right mm. here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Michael Avenatti is a beast. Okay, that's true. And he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. I hand he's it to beast. her and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here. That being a lawyer yeah, is minimal yeah. compared to what he's doing. Compared no what he has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. Wow. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. Now, this Trump a run for his money more than anybody else, Michael Avenatti. An existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats uh -huh. could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot yeah. more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. <laughs> really thinking about running for president? Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender hey. is because of your presence on cable news. You look right. at the field of Democrats right now and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide to value a fighter most, people would be foolish to underestimate Michael Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. Look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. That's uh, it's great, and there's one amazing. more clip here at the end. Oh, they don't have the one at the end. <laughs> what was the one at the end? I mean, he says something to one host where he says something like, "You know, I'll say all my sexual fantasies go all go along with handcuffs." <laughs> they just add, here oh, it is. The yeah, all of my sexual fantasies involve handcuffs. Uh, see, I told you. <laughs> oh. oh. Wonderful. We're all into bondage. And, <laughs> and guess Good. what, Michael? You're going to be able to live out those fantasies now in the next two and wow. a half years. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. You're going to see how wonderful those fantasies really are. <laughs> how embarrassing is that it's for the so media? So embarrassing. Jeez. And they spend so much time being like, they Gosh. won't even mention Michael Avenatti's name. Now who's not mentioning his name? Trump has no problem mentioning his name now. <laughs> uh, what about all these other places that we're having him on as basically an exalted co-host? for months on end yeah and there was the rumblings that he was going to run in 2020 for president mm -hmm. remember that and uh that kind of went away yeah sort of went away and remember too he was all, it wasn't just trump per se he was attacking he also had one of the fake accusers of kavanaugh under his uh umbrella Oh, he brought along yeah, one of those. Right. Everyone's like, wait a minute. None of these claims make any sense. And that was, I think, the beginning of the end because it was so easily sort of debunked. And I think there was a moment there where the media said, oh, wait a minute. He might just be making all the stuff up. And much of it he was. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know that now. What's fascinating about this is he is such a terrible figure. Such an awful, awful, just I mean, he's the, a creature of the system that is, you know, the lowest among us, right? It's like the worst that society can produce Mike, mm -hmm. is Mike Lavinati. And he's so bad, I mean, especially among conservatives. Like, he's going to prison because he defrauded and tried to extort Nike. The company that, like, promotes Colin Kaepernick 
and gives him millions of dollars to do nothing except harass police officers and conservatives are like good job good job nike you got him like we he's actually lower on the scale than nike which is saying something yeah nike's pretty low in my book <laughs> people low. don't like nike that are at least conservatives and does it doesn't even have a problem i think now with the woman who brought him to prom- prominence because uh he was her lawyer stormy daniels yeah. and isn't she suing oh, no. him too oh no i think she's suing him he's that bad of a lawyer he's that bad that even stormy daniels is uh is i think uh suing him for I don't know what she says. What. She had a, a statement uh, uh, re- reacting to his sentencing today. And she said he was a man you wanted to trust and believe in. But the longer I knew him, I began witnessing his lies and dishonesty until mm. I realized I, too, became his victim. I am no. sure today he no. found a reckoning. Mm. Let's hope that leads to an honest realization that he must change his life again Let's michael avenatti is not only below nike but also uh this stripper porn star that was trying to uh, <laughs> go after the president as well uh so uh, really a uh and i i actually don't know her work all that well so i i shouldn't say it. is she was she a porn star or just a stripper i can't remember does anyone remember this i don't remember either no i don't know sarah for some reason doesn't seem to have this knowledge why <laughs> sarah I'm, I'm just asking for a, a, a just a quick distinction porn yeah. star or stripper or both. Pretty sure porn star, but pretty sure. Okay, so she's sure. Yep, Sarah okay, confirmed. Too. There you go. Uh, you know, again, Sarah has uh, many bits of knowledge that we sometimes don't mm-hmm. fully explore. We don't tap we into. Yeah, you know, we yeah. don't. Not quite she's enough. She's a reservoir of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and we need to in certain tap areas. Into it more. In certain areas. Other uh-huh. areas, not so much. But certain areas. <laughs> She really, she really nails it. So thank you. Sarah. Porn seems to be my area. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, it's really a fascinating story because you know, if you think about it, really, like they did actually like churn up these checks that were paid from people like Michael Cohen and the Trump Organization to you know, these two women, mm-hmm. and even though that happened. Still, this guy is a complete disgrace. <laughs> He's like, I mean, yeah. this is an ultimate. This is a dream of the media at the time to 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 come up with this sort of storyline. They came up with it, and mm-hmm. still, Michael Avenatti ends up in prison. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Really, is an amazing turn of events because we forget it happened so fast, and so many things happened to us. They made him. They, I mean, they were trying to elevate him to president of the United States. Right. They really were. Right. And I mean, he was just nothing but a total tool. Yeah. That's all he was. Hey, hey, look, blatantly obvious from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, he immediately reminded me of when he came on the scene was Michael Cohen. Yeah. Trump's former attorney who has now turned on him and is now doing basically the same thing that Avenatti was doing, going on cable news all the time and saying how, uh, you know, I've got all this information and nobody will listen to me and Trump's really bad and he's going to prison soon. All the things Avenatti was doing now Michael Cohen is doing. But like, you know, you look at Michael Cohen, you look at Michael Avenatti, you just immediately get the impression that not one 24 hour period has gone by where they didn't do something illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. again, I don't have any evidence on it, but uh, the, the state apparently did on both of them. Uh, so it's not worked out well for either. And that's, that's, a, that's a sad turn of events. <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> no. I think him not. winding up in jail is kind of a happy... It's ended yeah. up in a happy place. Um, so, because nobody seems to be more deserving than Michael Avenatti of just spending a little time in prison. 
So that'll be fun to see. Sometimes it's good for people to step, sit back and think about what they've done. You know, you need it a timeout is. sometimes. And he uh-huh. needs a timeout uh-huh. in a bad way. And we should say it was very sad. He, he cried. He did weep openly. He, bro- he, as a man, he broke down and wept openly in court. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. You know, you could tell it's really gotten to him now after he's lost his money and his he fame. He did admit to wrongdoing, too. He said he got carried away with himself or I, I don't know, no, something to that wait, effect. wait, what? Yeah. yeah. You think Michael Avenatti mm-hmm. got well, I carried? I don't think so, but oh, he does. okay, he does. Okay. He does now because <laughs> uh, he's got to show remorse so that maybe he can get parole sometime soon. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, what, a, what a sad day for Michael when he, when he wept as a man. He wept openly. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Also, I was fascinated by the fact that uh, France is now warning their citizens about travel to Spain and Portugal. They're kicking into gear the uh, COVID fears again Hmm. because things are starting to calm down and governments are losing control of people. And so we've got to regain control. France is telling its citizens they shouldn't be vacationing in Spain or Portugal um, in the latest sign that the rapid spread of the Delta variant of COVID-19 could wreck Europe's summer. And here in the United States, they haven't scared us enough with the Delta variant yet. So they're starting to push the Lambda variant. Yeah, I've been hearing a little bit about the Lambda variant. Lambda. Now, Mm -hmm. does... Do the vaccines cover the Lambda? I think it's too early to know what's going on with the Lambda. I I don't think there's any reason to believe that any of these variants are doing anything to evade these these very uh, vaccines in any meaningful way. Like the only one that seemed to really do it in any meaningful way was the South African one, which I can't is Gamma, maybe. I think in this new naming system, I can't remember. Is it Gamma? I think it might be Gamma, but it's already pretty much faded from view. Uh, The Delta one does like you know. there is one study out of Israel that shows it's still pretty effective, but not as effective. 64%. Yeah, 64%. Yeah. Um, but every, For Pfizer, which they're claiming, mm-hmm. what, 94%, yeah. I think? Every other study, though, has it mm-hmm. more in the mid-80s to high-80s. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Even with the variants. Yeah, they think, they think one of the issues is that... Israel is super aggressive with testing. So if you come in contact at all with anyone who had COVID, even if it wasn't like a a long-term contact or anything, they test everybody. They Mm. do the entire tree. And so they're catching a lot of asymptomatic cases and such. But the same thing is holding that is held with every other variant in all of these situations. You don't get as sick. You don't get as sick. You don't go to the hospital. You don't die. Which is a plus. Those are all pluses. Yeah. Those are all good things. In almost every single situation. Again, the number in the United States right now is 99.9, literally 99.9% of hospitalizations are people that are unvaccinated. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, again, take take what you want from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 99.9% doesn't mean you have to get good. vaccinated. No, and it doesn't mean the government should force you to do it. No, In fact, that's for sure. It doesn't mean they should come to your door. It doesn't mean Jen Psaki should show up with a needle. No. Uh, and, and inject you with anything. Right. It just means that, you know, these things have been pretty effective and we've, mm-hmm. we've seen a way to be able to deal with it. Uh, 99.9%. You, you might say, how could they possibly perform better? And the answer to that is they could be one-tenth of a percent better. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> they could be 100% effective. They're only 99.9%. So deal, you know, that's just yeah. the thing. And it's like they keep hyping this stuff. You know, that right now, we, I mean, you're seeing what's going on with the Olympics, right, Pat? That they're having no, uh, yeah, no, no fans. fans. The, the, yeah. I, heard what, I heard a journalist talking about what they have to do. 
they have to test every day for three days before they leave. Then they have to get tested at the airport. Mm -hmm. Then when they arrive, they have to get tested and go immediately from there to their hotel room in isolation for three full days. Then uh, they can't ever leave the Olympic bubble for any of the time that they're there. So it's all inside the bubble. And uh, I, I think that the athletes as well have, have after the Olympic Games are over, have 48 hours to leave the country. Wow. I mean, they are wow. lo- loading this on. And Japan is not really, ha- I mean, they've been able to avoid the worst of this from the beginning. I mean, they really haven't mm. had a terrible time with COVID, but they're worried about it now. And they, they said, I heard a report this morning, the, the overwhelming majority of Japanese citizens want them to cancel the games. Wow. Think about that. That's a totally different vibe than I think America. Oh, you know, yeah. Right? Like we, right. we would be like, wait a minute, you're doing what? Yeah. There, the overwhelming majority in polls show that they want it canceled. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, welcome. It is uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn. Jeffy has joined us, oh, uh, which is unfortunate. I heard you were talking uh, about porn, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to stop not, by. We no. actually were. We were talking about whether or not Stormy Daniels has done it. Yeah. Has she done hey, well, that? I or? wanted to go and view her work <laughs> on, on a particular website. Thank you. And this company will not allow me to access that website. <laughs> no, they on will their not. Internet. No, they're this not going to let completely you. Completely unacceptable. <laughs> Here you are, just trying Thank to do you. research for the Thank show. Thank you. Right. I think you need to go complain to Glenn about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to, already emailed. You need to log, log, lodge a complaint. This is completely there. unacceptable. <laughs> well, I, I believe we did land on that. She aber- apparently did do yeah. a Stormy Daniels did a stripper tour. That's the, right. Af- Post Trump accusations, Correct. but that is not what she's yeah. known for. She was known for her earlier work, and as um, a very well informed on this topic. Uh, a person here in this office just came in and said she was actually on the uh, 40-year-old virgin. She was in the 40-year-old virgin. Apparently that was the movie that he was uh, using to uh, excite himself. Mm. Right. In the, in in the, the movie. Steve, yeah. Steve Carell. Carell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure exactly why there was so much information bouncing around about that topic uh, from this particular individual, but we will leave that. <laughs> but he had a ton. To yes, he did. Day. He, he did actually went into well just gave, started listing yeah. off the entire He had more information than Jeffy did. Yeah. <laughs> On Stormy Daniels, he yeah, most definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently his, his uh, internet access works. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, apparently so. <laughs> I would be stunned if you were the one that was blocked. Uh, that would be weird, really weird. <laughs> and Jeffy. I see, you know, as, just as a side note, we talked a little bit uh, this morning uh, on Pat Show, which airs uh, right before preceding this, this broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, that mm-hmm. uh, the Washington Post now uh, is quoting this show, saying that uh, the Biden administration <laughs> should uh, turn the uh, they should turn to Trump the vaccine to get the vaccine kicked into gear. Washington really? Post. Mm. Mm. So they, I just want to say Washington. And Post, it was after we talked about you. it. Yeah. When was that? Wednesday. 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 Yeah, we're okay. here for you. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you need some more stories, call. Right, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, we could be. Maybe you could name us as a source. I suppose. In but fact, we won't do that. They said that they should acknowledge that it's the biggest medical breakthrough mm. in world history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. amazing. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. Pretty amazing. And give him credit for it. That's what they said Biden should do, so that he can, you know, kick 
the numbers into gear again, which, which I think it would. I think so, too. But it would. Or they could just go door to door. Or, yeah. or that. Yeah. You could just right. send uh, Jen Psaki and Javier Becerra oh, yeah. door to door to inject people individually. And that would also help. Uh, <laughs> we have the Becerra clip. Right, let's, let's, let's listen to this from yesterday. This is crazy. I wonder if you can answer that criticism. It's none of the government's business knowing who has or hasn't been vaccinated. What do you say? Brianna, uh, perhaps uh, we should point uh, out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is uh-huh. absolutely the gover- government's oh my business. Oh. It is taxpayers' business uh, if we no. have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and, and helping oh reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper, Americans can freely associate. And knocking on a door has never been against the law. You don't have to answer. But <laughs> We hope you do, because if you haven't been vaccinated, we can help dis- help dispel some of those rumors that you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated. As you love that. It is his oh. business because they paid trillions of dollars yeah. that they went out and earned with their with their own sweat equity, with their own labor, with their own hands. Wait. They've been actually digging in dirt and, and selling goods and services uh, at roads yeah at roadside stands uh they've been selling vegetables really? and fruits and yeah because i thought yeah. they just took it they, from us no 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 good golly no then that it wouldn't be their business if they got it from <laughs> us oh okay no this is from their own labor uh, i think there's a government farm and they sell all <laughs> the vegetables and the fruits that they grow there just along the side of the road yeah there. yeah, yeah. Uh, so roadside, so you can get some really good corn on the cob uh, from the U.S. government. And Maybe a then, little yellow squash. Yeah, yeah. You drive into town a little bit, and then you, you find their retail outlets for their clothing nice. uh, that they sell there. Yeah, it's been oh, interesting I, to mm-hmm. see the messaging on this because we were talking on News and Why It Matters uh, yesterday with Sarah Gonzalez, and she pointed out, I think correctly, that it was sort of assumed that after they said they were going to come door to door. The next step was, we didn't mean literally coming door to door. Like, we weren't really going to come door to door. We that just is literally what they meant, now, however. <laughs> right. But Sarah's just like, yeah, no, let's, uh, yeah, door to door. That's yeah. that's what we meant. And the they're not giving you, they're not going to have the, they're not going to be at your front door vaccine ready. Right. They're just giving you information on why you should get yeah, vaccinated. It, it, right? And, and no, I think they, won't they have the vaccine? I with don't them? think so. I, the way, the way it think, sounded is they were just going to be in, informative. At least their new fallback position is it's just like, and they're saying it's not going to be government like employees or they're saying it's going to be like your local pharmacist. Like your local pharmacist is going to take time out of their own day. They're going to come door to door and say, "Like, hey, Justin, have any questions about the vaccine?" <laughs> no. You know, again, like I. Hi, I'm your local CVS pharmacist. Just want to know if you want some vaccine information. Yeah, and, and I gotta say, like in 1985, someone comes to my door. I'm opening it up, asking them, like, "What? what yeah, what can I help oh, yeah. you with? Hey, buddy, thanks. What, what can we talk about? What, what? What? What do you have? Oh, okay, that's. I'm not really interested in that. Thank you, though." In 2021, I assume they're either a murderer mm-hmm. or they're trying to raise money for global warming. And by the way, I'd rather have the murderer. But <laughs> well, still, you get, you get mm-hmm. roofers. Oh, you do get all the roofers. And you get bug guys. You get anti-bug guys. Yes. And yeah. they don't want to leave. 
The anti-bug guys will say, you'll say, do you have bug service? And I'm, I work, you know, and my favorite of their sales pitch is, uh, well, you know, Jessica down the street. We, we, no, I don't know no, her. Uh, that's every all, time. That's every exactly time, what that's, my roofer did to me. Pitch. I just did Steve's. You know, Steve's Steve over there. just around the corner. No, I don't, I don't know the guy you who lives Steve. right directly next to me or the <laughs> other person right directly next to me on the other side. And the bug guys have the implicit threat of carrying around poison with them. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a chance that if you say no, they're going to go to your ducks and right inject- <laughs> and you know no I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all right i've got it covered no problem thanks for stopping by well who's your who's your company who's doing it for you yeah who's doing, i know oh, i'm good I'm just, I'm good I just i close the door and they're still talking and and look that's I, a longer conversation than i have with them <laughs> i'm like oh. nope close the door oh, I, I just don't answer I most that. of the time most because of the time. first of all we first of all <laughs> we have a no solicitation law from my hoa Okay. Oh, can that supersedes HOAs pass laws? Yes, yes they it can. supersedes yes. the Constitution. It does? That yes. particular law <laughs> really? supersedes the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. Do not come to my door and solicit me. If I want to buy something, I'll go to you. Yeah. Okay. Don't come to my house. That pisses me off. <laughs> that is the way <laughs> commerce should work. Yes. Door to door sales. I go to you if I want to buy something. They're long gone, right? Yeah. And they, and it is this sort of like. There has to be this, like, look, we just happen to be in the area, and we yeah, got these boards in the yeah. back. Do you guys need something? What do you guys need? Do you guys need your roof repaired? What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just going to have a flippant roof repair. Well, I was driving by. Yeah. I noticed some damage on your roof. I don't know if you've noticed that on your one corner. I can get up there and take a picture. Of <laughs> Wait, did you fly over my home? Well, I can you? see it from the road. Oh, you haven't caught okay. that, no problem. I just want to check it out for you. I, look, I know these things go on, and and, and uh, people people work hard. It's just not yes, the type of thing do. I want going on and, at my house. And if someone comes and tries to pitch me a vaccine from the government like no that's not gonna work i don't want it even if you i don't need it if you think it's a great idea to get people vaccinated something like the idea of having president trump who's who's arguably the nation's largest cheerleader for the vaccine by the way have you seen have you heard the guy on interviews He's, I mean, he's, he's calling it a miracle routinely on interviews. And, and frankly, it is. It is. Frankly, it is. I know there's disagreement on that from a lot of people, but like... It and is again, a miracle. You don't have to take it. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Yeah. But it's a miracle it happened in less than a year. It's never taken less than four. Yeah. And remember, until this, is, now. This, is, this is what the media was saying throughout the Trump presidency to try to sink it. Right. Basically saying there's no way he will ever be able to pull this off. There's no chance that they will mm-hmm. have a vaccine yeah. by the end but of the he year. Did. He's lying to try to win an election and they said it over and over yes. and over and over again and then it happened <laughs> and then so never... he should be proud of it yeah, yeah. he should he should and they talk all said about they weren't going to take it oh, oh yeah. and now and now we will yep because now it's now it's required and we're going to send people door to door the freaking vice president of the united states was on tv routinely saying She's because donald it. trump was associated with it she wasn't going to take it right yes. and then now oh right. well, absolutely we're going to come to your door kamala might come to the door herself that was with the biggest... needle for 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 conservatives, that was their biggest problem: getting them to take the vaccine because they badmouthed it all the way up until they came into office, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it's the greatest thing, thing ever, ever, and we take credit for it. Oh. We're doing it. And we it need a hundred percent of you to have it right now. It's yeah. amazing the flip flopping uh, that goes on with this crap. So bizarre, <laughs> really, really bizarre. I mean, they're, they're, we're just we're filled with hypocrites, which is brings me to the mm-hmm. story of the sixteen-year-old. Uh, that uh, made had 1.7 million dollars in revenue, and he made he profited 110 thousand dollars last year on revenues. Uh, he was reselling products that he bought, and then raised the price and sold it again on Facebook and Amazon. Good for him. And we're 
And he made okay. seven million dollars. He made one point seven million oh, okay. in revenue. One point seven profited one hundred and ten thousand. Okay, awesome. a sixteen-year-old. Right, great awesome. story. Wasn't it too not too long ago where the Tennessee brothers who stockpiled yes, um, uh, bottles of hand sanitizer yes. that we were going to throw in jail? Seventeen thousand bottles donated. They ended up donating half to uh, homeless. They didn't shelters. donate anything. And the government the state took, it took from them. the rest. Took yeah. it all. Yeah. Took them all. I took. I just incredible. But I, less than a year later, I is great. This kid is doing the same thing, Unreal. selling goods and games <laughs> on the internet <laughs> and making gosh. money. And we love it. Well, I it's, what a wonderful thing. Now that's. I mean, that gets you into. Well, isn't that price gouging? Yeah. Or is that capitalism? Yeah. Now I, of course, am fully in favor of both of these stories. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I will say there are there's no such thing as price gouging. There are only prices. That that's what they are. They're <laughs> just know. prices. I know. There's no such thing as price gouging. You You're can't be gouged to wi- you can't be gouged in a to tragedy. Willingly purchase something. <laughs> and uh so price I gouging would, is a I myth. I know that. But you know when you when you know, there's a when there's a when there's a tragedy. Yes, uh, if you're taking advantage of taking a hurricane, advantage for of example, that, yes. where all the gas stations in the entire area are closed, but you're the only one open who has yes. gas, and you're charging fifteen dollars a gallon. Uh, we're going to put you in jail for that. Yeah, and so what so happens in a situation where you're not charging $15 a gallon? What you get is everyone goes to the gas station and puts the maximum amount of gas possible, even if they don't need it, mm-hmm. because they're worried it's going to be running out. So then the people who mm-hmm. really need it don't get it. That's that's the mm-hmm. opposite of price gouging. It means the people who really need products oftentimes don't be, aren't able to get it. Well, that's get true it. anyway, mention, because the people who really need it aren't getting it because the rich people are n- getting it. That's not yes. the way it works. Usually what happens when it's overpriced is you only buy what you need. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't overbuy in those situations. (laughs) And you know what else happens? Because the prices are high, you know, gas is a little bit different here, but people come in with an extra supply, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to bring in other people, maybe from outer state, like this always happens with bottled water. And they're like, oh gosh, people are charging $8 for bottled water. First of all, every freaking baseball game I go to, I'm paying $8 for bottled water. Uh, Exactly. But you know, the people come in and then all of a sudden, you know what? Bob from, you know, uh, an hour away says, I've got four cases of water. I'm just going to drive in there and sell them all for $8 a bottle, make some cash. And then all of a sudden, there's more supply of the needed object. Huh. And so that then means the price that the prices comes, comes down, down because I can get it over there for cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I'm 100% pro oh. price gouging. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in a second. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. A little uh, iffy right now in Haiti. Uh, they they're thinking maybe U.S. citizens are involved here. Yeah, Haitian Americans. Really, is a crazy story. It is. I mean, you go back to from the beginning. You know, what was it? 1803. Uh, Haiti uh, it was a former slave state. Gets its independence, and it spent the last 200 years really trying to figure out how to do things on their own uh, with mm. lots of international interference over that time period. They, I guess it was in the, in the 2000s, the things are starting to turn around a little bit. Eh, it's starting to go pretty well. They didn't have as many 
uh, they had some actually somewhat normal elections and then obviously the the earthquake occurs kills 250,000 people think about that on that tiny yeah. island I think it's 11 million people. Gosh, I didn't remember it was that many. Yeah. Uh, that, and that wow. doesn't count the My people gosh. in the aftermath, really, where Jeez. where things are continually bad. I mean, it wipes out huge portions of the cities. Uh, the infrastructure's gone. Think about that. The worst disaster in U.S. history. The biggest natural disaster loss of life we've ever had was 6,000 people, I think. In the six to ten, they're they're not sure how many six to ten thousand in the hurricane in Galveston mm. in the uh, early 1900s, and uh, that was the worst disaster we've ever seen. That's two hundred and fifty thousand people in one event. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at that now because you've told the story before, and it was before because mainly because of what they did in the aftermath. Yeah, where they rebuilt the city, they they uh, lifted the city. 17 feet it's remarkable and I, I, I don't know how you would do that now hmm. how would you do could we do that now <laughs> I, I don't know if you could lift galveston 17 feet higher but they did they yeah, did back then it was september 18th 1900 it was category four hurricane but again they didn't know mm-hmm. it was coming that right. was a big part yes. of it there was this before yeah. we had satellite advanced satellite technology and everything uh 145 mile an hour winds Killed one in six residents in the city. Jeez. Destroyed 3,600 homes. Yeah. And killed an estimated 12,000 okay, people. Okay, 12. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but again, Jeez. that's 1,900. Yeah. And it's a hurricane coming out of nowhere, basically. Yeah. We know. This is an earthquake, which obviously does come out of nowhere as well. But in a, in a, in a country with only 11 million people as residents, killed 250,000 people. Jeez. Unthinkable. Yeah, it's so hard to imagine. Obviously, this throws the, the entire country into chaos. Uh, there's power struggles. There's chaotic, you know, um, cr- crime outbreaks. There's just, you know, the whole, it's not a functioning state in haiti after this mm-hmm. so eventually this guy who was killed the other day gets uh, into power it's a it's a disputed election i think 18 percent of voters come out to vote in it very very small amount he wins the entire election with six hundred thousand votes so it's a very small amount mm-hmm. it's it's disputed they eventually come to some sort of agreement where he's provisionally put in as president but there's like a provisional alternate for a year and then he, in his mind, he starts his term. Okay. It's a five-year term there. So he gets through four years and everyone says, okay, see you later. And he's like, no, I'm, I have a five-year term. And they said, well, what about that first year? So there's this disagreement. I mean, think about a country operating this way. There's a disagreement as to whether mm-hmm. the president's term is over or not. He says, no, shockingly, <laughs> this is, tends to be how this happens. The people are like, uh, you need to leave. And he says, I'm not leaving the election. It's not time for the election yet. We have situations where um, they've hollowed out to the government. So there's only something like 11 representatives currently serving in the government, uh, <laughs> nationally elected, because wow. many of them have been you know, thrown out with corruption reasons and and. They the government was dissolved, but not reformulated at one point. I mean, it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Another thing is uh, the president had dismissed multiple Supreme Court justices. And then the chief justice of the Supreme Court 
died of COVID. Mm. So think about the chaos in this in this situation. Yeah, and the it seems to me the Supreme Court justice was supposed to be the next in line. Right? Is that right? You might yeah. be right on that. He's next in line for president. Because now they're kind of like the succession plan is like, well, yeah, it's up in I the air now because he died, peop- and there's two people going for it essentially. Yeah. So that's all happening uh, after this assassination, and the assassination is in and of itself a, a, a scary and fascinating story. They're at their house. The house is well guarded with security, and as you'd expect, the president's home to be in a, in a country in the middle of the situation I just described. And apparently they think about 50 people roll up in tactical formations. They come in with lines of vehicles and also uh, people on foot. They come into the complex. They announce themselves as DEA agents, US DEA agents. And the way it was described was basically like the DEA is in haiti often because they're fighting the drug trade so Mm -hmm. they're very familiar people uh there and have a decent amount of pull they come in and they say we're dea like people generally speaking honor that and apparently they came in said they were dea they were not dea at least that's certainly the official story i mean i don't think there's any i don't think there's anybody who really believes the u.s government was the was trying to assassinate this guy in this way but they came in, they said they were DEA, they were speaking English and Spanish, uh, were able to go past all of the security, get into the home, go up to the room where the president and his wife were sleeping. His daughter and his son or, and his son were there as well. They hid, thankfully. The, they uh, executed the president of Haiti, shot him a bunch of times. I don't know what the total number was. I know one of them was in the eye. I mean, they really, there's rumors, at least in Haitian media, that they tortured the guy before they killed him. They also shot the wife, who is still alive, I believe, in critical condition, but may make it. Uh, Then they left, and they walked out of the facility, and never had a, a shot fired by the security of the president. So we, you know, it's unclear at this point, you know, there's speculation, was the security involved? You know, did they know this was going to happen and step aside and allow it to happen? Did they get disarmed by the DEA at the beginning and they were able to kind of walk walk out of there? Was, uh, you know, were did they believe that there was an official action and had no idea the president was even killed? We don't even know at this point the truth there. And we probably won't know for some time. But... You wonder how, now you might say, okay, Haiti, it's this country, it's not even a functioning state, should I care about this story other than just the normal human cost that, you know, of course you'd care about. Uh, What's interesting about it is, if you think about how this would be framed if it happened, let's say, here, right? Like, again, I understand that Haiti and America are much different places, but someone comes in and kills a big leader in our government, and we, they announce themselves as Mexican agents and they're saying they're Mexican, you know, drug enforcement. They, they, can you imagine how we re- react to that as it's as it is? A lot of people will just believe, right? It was the DEA. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will believe the U.S. was involved. We now at least were the reports are that there were two American citizens involved in the assassination. Uh, one of the one they've announced the name was from from Florida, though, of Haitian descent. 
had interests in ha- in Haiti, but an American citizen. How do how do the Haitian people react to this? And do they blame America? And if they do, do we have another Cuba on our hands? Do we have another island off the coast, uh, relatively close to our country, that goes completely the opposite way and becomes an anti-American, you know, global influence of some sort? There's certainly plenty of countries around the world, China, Russia, among them, that would love to influence them in that way, and you can bet that they are. You can bet that that chaos is being at least attempted to be manipulated yeah, by foreign influence at this time to put another uh, strong oppositional force in our hemisphere. And do we still have the Monroe Doctrine where we don't allow that to go on mm. in our hemisphere? Is that still a thing? Seems like it. I mean, we sort of enforce that and sort of don't. Mm-hmm. It seems like sort of selectively because, I, you know, in Nicaragua, I think they've kind of been communist for a while right any specific or, location in nicaragua like manawa nicaragua oh okay yeah i think in manawa nicaragua they are uh, fairly uh, communist there yeah the daniel noriega who's been there for what a zillion years uh 713 years I we, think. we don't have jeffy in the studio right now but of course he fought in the battle of the island of spice right in grenada right uh which was uh mm-hmm. was a situation that's something we couldn't allow right there we couldn't allow and then there mm-hmm. was uh of course obviously cuba being a big a big situation <laughs> which is still ongoing i mean we've opened up relations with them and then you know it's changed gone back and forth several mm-hmm. times uh, since mm-hmm. but the bottom line is they're still there still still chugging along mm. in our you know and you know communist specifically you may not see but you may see an anti-american regime pop up there uh, in in a big way and it's mm. still pretty close yeah again you don't necessarily fear what, them 700 the, miles you don't fear the might of the haitian military per <laughs> no, se but still but when you have influence from a china or from a venezuela or from a russia or from somewhere else that's who what you worry about yeah yeah 